You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome to BNI, the Australian story. This is number 78, and uh, we hope everyone's having a fantastic start to their uh, to their week. And uh, today we're here, of course, with our co-host and our executive director from Melbourne South here in Victoria, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Hi, V. Hi, everyone. Hope you're all having a great start to 2022 because uh, we're uh, we're into that now. And uh, yeah, hopefully things are uh, things are getting better. And uh, and you know, we are all in the land of uh, freedom at the moment, which is uh, which is really good. Well, we are. And, uh, you know, a lot of our chapters are already back and they're already generating some fantastic business with each other. And the energy with uh, a lot of our chapters is fantastic because not only have they been dealing with the challenges of hospitality venues and, you know, just the businesses in general, but everyone's come back with a real commitment to do some great business. And the culture is fantastic for 2022. Well, one thing to remember through all this too, and this is a, there used to be always be a struggle we had with chapters wanting to take all of January off. But what we're finding is the chapters have been back from second week in January. Some of them have, some of them have done $150,000 worth of business already, you know, month to date. So um, in January, so that's business that probably, you know, when when we talk B&I, you're out of sight, out of mind. This business are more likely... You know, yes, some of it would have been done, but uh, but not nowhere near as much as what we find with chapters who who used to always come back a little bit later. So uh, in this day and age, um, you know, people take a couple of weeks off, they're back into it, and it's um, they just do fantastic business over that time, and that just you know you can't deny the actual um, the facts and the stats that come in from it because. You know, you can see them from chapters who 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 take a holiday, and usually the chapters that take a bit of a holiday, they're they're not really good performing chapters anyway. Our high performing chapters are straight back into it, into doing business because they know it's really important of it, uh, really important uh, to get back and and get going. One of the interesting um, pieces of feedback, Brent, that I have had about our podcast is it is quite frank and honest and we're not just promoting and magnifying all the, the really positive aspects of BNI and we're actually addressing some of the issues and I think that you've actually touched on something now which is sometimes we've got a system and a process that works in BNI but then sometimes some chapters decide to kind of just go their own little direction for some reason because they feel that their chapter is a better fit for possibly not having, uh, not coming back in the second week of January, for example. So, what would you say to those chapters about, you know, obviously cohesing with the rest of the the nation and doing the same thing, or is it possible that a chapter can actually have some success by doing it a bit differently? I have heard so many times from chapters, we're different, and you know what, you're not, they're not different. You know, they think they're different, but they're not different, and. You know, this we we have a system, and the system's there because it works. And you'll see, especially on this podcast, our most successful members always say, "Work the system; the system's there." 
And usually um, when people want to make those particular changes to what we do in the system, um, generally they they think they they know better than a system that's been running for 37 years now and has been quite successful. And you know, it's evolved over time, but basically we still have the same agenda that Dr. Ivan Meisner devised 37 years ago for the very first BNI meeting. Uh, and we are, you know, that everything around it has evolved, but you know, it, nothing's really changed. And in other places around the world, like Australia's, um, you know, Australia's had this uh, this stigma where, uh, you know, we, we've got to take time off uh, around Christmas. Other places in the world, you know, they may maybe take Christmas week off or, or, or that sort of thing. They're back into it anyway. So, um, you know, th that is a little bit different. doesn't mean it's right. And... Um, and we find the chapters that have come back are, are, are doing business already. And, you know, as I said before, the stats are there. The chapters who are actually doing it and working it are getting those results that, that they require. The chapters who are, you know, trying to hang out for an extra week here, extra week there, um, you, they're leaving money on the table, basically, because uh, when you're not doing these things, it's like, you know, it's like going... Um, going to the gym frequently and then missing a few weeks and then trying to get back into it, mm. you know, it really hurts. And it's the same with B&I, you know, it, it takes a while to get that momentum back and, and get the, uh, uh, what we say, get the flywheel turning as such, you know, you've got to keep the flywheel turning in life and in business. Yeah, that's a great, it's a great point. I think uh, I'm definitely feeling the momentum there across all of our chapters at the moment. So speaking of momentum and coming back uh, with our podcast and another fabulous guest, would you like to do our introductions this morning? <laughs> no problem at all. Well, we're off to Adelaide today to uh, Simone Douglas's region and we have our special guest today is Tom Hendrick and Tom is from Adelaide Speaking Training. So he's probably going to um, give me some tips today because I usually uh, butcher the English language during this as well. Um, Tom's from BNI Elite. So welcome, Tom, and uh, hello from Melbourne. Welcome. Oh, hello from Adelaide, South Australia. Hello, Brent, V, Steve. Good to see you. You too. Tom, how, how long have you been a member of our organisation in BNI? I think I'm coming up to four years in August this year. Oh, fantastic. And um, where did that journey start? How did you find out about this uh, this system of BNI? Well, uh, I found out about it from um, a family friend who was a BNI member, and uh, we were talking at the dinner table, and she was talking about how she gets her networking and her business going. She was... Um, she was a remedial massage therapist and said that as a new business starter, it was really helping her out. But at that time, I was actually working for the Australian tax office as a tax lawyer. And so I've made that very stereotypical transition from tax lawyer to a professional public speaking coach, as most people normally do. <laughs> uh, so when I left the public sector, I got um, headhunted to work for a, a law firm in South Australia. And uh, the first thing I did was I asked my family friend if I could come to a meeting. I wanted to see what BNI was all about. I'd left the public sector for the private sector because I wanted to see if I could not only do the work, but bring the work and start a, uh, become a partner. You don't become uh, a business owner uh, by simply doing the work. You have to be able to find it and keep those customer relations for yourselves. And that's something I really wanted to upskill first. Yeah. I saw the meeting. 
And I was, I just loved that there was a system in place and that is something where, you know, and there was a lot of people who'd been there and done things that you could get their, the wealth of their experience from. And as a new starter, that's just what I needed just to be in a room full of like-minded individuals who were looking for work and trying to help each other out, figuring things out. And, and that really helped me a lot as um, a new lawyer. It was very, it really helped me as a young lawyer to be able to go to the supervising partner and say, I've just found us some work. And um, the first year I remember was it the membership fee was about 1,500. And I, I, I think in my first year it got back about 5,000. So they're like, oh yeah, we've got some money. We can reinvest into this program. It seems to be right. kicking some little goals. But then at the start of the second year, I brought a client in who ended up delivering about $180,000 worth of business to Finland, like to the, to the firm that I worked at. Wow. And, uh, and that made me look pretty good, which is, <laughs> I remember uh, if I could just take a little bit of time to tell this story, I remember, uh, um, going to a, a coffee meeting with a BNI friend of mine. I said, Oh yeah, I'd love you to come in and meet my friend. Their, their business is growing. They don't know what to do. Just come in and go, oh, yeah, I can give uh, some thoughts about that. And uh, I remember sitting in their apartment in Hut Street and then all of a sudden this Lamborghini rolls up. I was like, uh, and this guy rolls in, he's very tall as well. He goes, oh yeah, our business is going very well. We're looking to expand into the US, the UK. We're going to have a call center in the Philippines. Uh, we're going to franchise the model. We're going to like uh, license the business out. Like, So what do you think about that? What should we do from a legal point of view? I was like, uh, and the first thing I did was just draw a diagram of what he wanted to do. Uh, um, and then because of that, I just said, well, you're probably going to need contracts here. And then, yep, yeah, sure. Let's go ahead. And then I drove the partners up the freeway, uh, to their office in the Hills. And I was just thinking, don't crash the car. It'd be a very career limiting move. If you crash the car with all these partners and the thing, and I was terrified that they just wanted a really cheap one-off contract, but no, they wanted to basically be lifelong clients of this, of the firm. Um, and once I kicked those sort of goals, I realized that. Uh, being a lawyer was something that made me eight out of 10 happy, which is more than most people can say for a career, but something I've wanted to do since I was uh, 15 years old was, uh, to be a professional public speaker and a professional public speaking coach. When I was 15 years old, I did a one hour stand up comedy show in front of my whole school. And I actually went into the law because I thought it was the profession with the most public speaking in it. And I remember at university, uh, I was thinking I could either do professional public speaking like workshops, or I can go into law, but I thought I didn't have the business experience or the connections, the networks, and that business idea I had could always be shelved and brought back to life if I ever wanted to pursue it. But for now, stay safe, you know, use your law degree, but it was always in the back of my mind. And then because of BNI, um, when I realized that I had those connections now and that business experience, it just dawned on me one day that it could be real. And I did a little demo workshop and I got some great feedback from BNI people and their networks who they brought into my first workshops. And I remember just sitting at my desk, typing away some advice and I just stopped. I couldn't do something that didn't make me 11 out of 10 happy, you know? So I just walked in to my partner's office and he said, Tom, uh, you know, I'm pretty busy right now in 10 words or less. What do you want to talk about? And I said, um, all right, uh, I, don't want to be a tax lawyer anymore. That's nine. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's a ten. Um, and we had a really long chat about, you know, the future career and what to do, especially if COVID, you know, gets worse and all that kind of thing. But I haven't looked back since. And 
just to wrap up this story for now, I've uh, really, really enjoyed my business. Um, BNI has helped tremendously. I'm earning more and in less time than I was before. And it also brought me to meet my now fiance. We're getting married in two weeks. Wow. He was a professional public speaking coach and a member of BNI. Oh, that's one of the best stories ever, Brent. <laughs> we have had well, one guest that met their uh, met their partner through BNI. I can't remember where it was now, but that's fantastic. I love it. Best referral ever. But thank you for close of business, like negative $50,000, whatever it costs. <laughs> <laughs> but still the best referral ever. And uh, and some of our listeners might remember Tom from presenting at our uh, national conference in uh 2020 from Adelaide. He was one of the keynote speakers. And uh, Tom, what a story, what a journey going from um, going from being within the ATO and obviously um, having people avoid you uh, <laughs> being a part of that. It's a, um, it's a good place to clear the room at a party. Where do you work? The ATO. Okay, we're out of here. <laughs> um, and, then, uh, and then going into uh, law, then you know, chasing your dream to go into a uh, be a professional speaker. So just to backtrack a little bit, your uh, your home chapter is BNI Elite, and your category is uh, communications coach. Um, just uh, how'd you find your way into BNI uh, BNI Elite? Were you there? You were there as the uh, as a lawyer, and then you swapped categories. That's right. Yeah, I was uh, there initially as a lawyer for I think three years, and it's been less than a year now uh, that I and I changed seats in. I think it was even August last year, like on basically the anniversary uh, into communications coach, and it's been fantastic. So, as a communications coach, what would be some of the things you actually see? Um, and this would be really great information for our members today. What are some of the things you that really make you cringe when members are getting their message across? And and what tips would you give some of the people getting their message across? In the Definitely. The, the thing that I detect a lot, um, when I listen to speakers, I can't help but um, look at their speech a bit like the Terminator looks at a, a target. You know, it has all the stats and stuff that come up. Um, so I've I'm, I'm always got an ear out for technique. I can't switch it off. The first thing that I see, especially in, say, the referral request section, is people trying to explain to people who don't have the same technical understanding as them how they do their business. And that's not driving toward their desired outcome, I think, at all. If When you do a referral request, there might be many outcomes that you want to you know, get from it. Um, and for me, the most powerful outcome you could ask for is a specific referral, especially one that you've researched ahead of time. Uh, but then if you don't get your specific referral, like say you ask for someone from the Commonwealth Bank and you wouldn't be upset if you got someone from the ANZ Bank, right? Like exactly. they're, they're pretty close to your ideal person. And so what I see, and I, I've got a name for this. I call this idea of explaining what you do from start to finish and wasting all that time uh, proof by addition. It's, I call it that because it's like you start off with an empty brain in the audience and you say, clear your canvas. In order to understand what I do, because I'm very smart, in order to understand, you have to understand one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe seven things. And then people go, that's too complicated. I'll never remember that. It doesn't have any memorabilia to it. And then they just move on and you know they're wasting their time with speaking. And I see this in keynotes and in um, other conversations as well. I'd highly recommend swapping to what I call proof by subtraction. 
Proof by subtraction does not start with a blank canvas in your audience's mind. You say, remember this thing, or you know this thing, and it's something that they already understand. Mm -hmm. And now their brain is full of that image. And you say, well, my thing is like that, but with one exception. And then you change something about it. And then the person goes, oh, I get what you do now. And that takes way less time. And then you can spend the rest of your time, now that you've given them the sufficient information of the context, to talk about the value that you specifically add and how you go the extra mile and how you're doing things that only you can do rather than just explaining a concept that would be true for any trade, say, if they were in the same profession. Give you an example of that quickly. There's a person in our our chapter who's developing an app and he is explaining the app from start to finish. And I said, that's so unnecessary. Like, just say this. And I said, you guys understand Uber Eats, right? You have an app, you order food, it comes to your door. Well, my idea is the same, but it's for tools instead of food. So the idea is that his app, you can order nails, silicon, um, building supplies, tiles, all that kind of thing. And that comes into a checkout and comes to your door. And he's revolutionized that because he uses a courier system instead of a public network. And that's why he should, you know, uh, and that's why he wants to be in touch with other building suppliers so he can build his network. That's and fair. so just proof by subtraction take something someone already understands you get a flood of information all at once in their brain and then you just change one detail and they've it's now colored with your whole idea rather than starting with a blank canvas and hoping to build it up step by step so people who over explain uh is just wasting so much time and is not achieving the outcome they actually want in their presentation yeah i i really agree like uh, when we're doing presentations less is more so um, yeah, the, the the least you can actually get do to get your message across of what you actually want, and um, the more you actually add add features and benefits, it doesn't really work for you. And uh, uh, industry jargon, how you do your work, um, you know, adding benefits and features. I really like to get down to when we're talking presentations, to get down to the why. You know, why do people need you over your competitors and, and why are you different? And if you can nail it down to the why, you're going to be a lot more successful in getting your message across, which is really some great advice from, from you, Tom. I like the proof bias uh, addition and the proof bias subtra- uh, subtraction, which really is, yeah, less is more in, in, in that respect as well. So um, we're... Jumping back and forward a bit to, from our usual uh, from our usual format today, Tom. Um, what are some of the uh, what are some of the things you um, you enjoy about being a uh, a member of the BNI community in Adelaide? There, one thing I absolutely love about being a member of the BNI community is just how many opportunities there are that pop up on a regular basis. Uh, we've got not only the regular meetings, which are always an opportunity to meet new people you know, by way of the visitors or to get to know someone. We've got a really, relatively large chapter of 45 members, so that keeps me busy on the one-to-one circuit, just keeping up to date with everyone. Uh, but there's opportunities that exist also in our social club, which are quite good. We don't just do, like we, we do some social catch-ups, which have no strings attached to them, but we've also got an active social club that does professional development. And that's actually how I went from lawyer to professional public speaking coach as well and changed my seat. I remember we had a member who ran a speed reading course for us and that was quite useful. And then the speed reading course was a magnet for, you know, friends, family and other people who could come, you know, if they couldn't make it to a morning BNI meeting, they could make it to something like a speed reading course. And that was a great opportunity. And then when they saw how well we were all getting on together, 
it made it easier to then show them the value of coming to the meetings in the morning. Uh, we had something like a yoga class, which was good just to, you know, for a bit of mindfulness and just to see some of the other hobbies and the expertise of our members and to get to know them and their family and why they do things uh, in more detail. Uh, I also love the fact that BNI rolls out regular uh, education pieces. So uh, education in the form of, well, and business networking. So you mentioned before, Brent, me speaking at the 2020 National Conference was an enormous opportunity for me. I just changed from lawyer to um, uh, a public speaker, and I got that opportunity in front of a thousand people to talk about my journey and my thoughts. And I, I got a lot of work and exposure from from that, but also um, just a lot of pride and passion. It was so fun to be on that stage. Uh, if you recall my presentation, I even brought my nerve gun, or I call it my nerves gun, up on stage. I got the timer to shoot me if I spoke over time. Um, you guys can't do that on Zoom, so I'm sorry if I'm, I'm taking some liberty <laughs> now in my explanations. So, there's so many opportunities in BNI, whether they're big uh, planned conferences or they're just the things that we decide mm -hmm. to do as a group of enthusiastic business people trying to help each other out and just find some balance as well. Um, I've Actually, one of the best things I've gotten out of BNI was a fantastic recipe for barbecued ribs from one of the members. I, I don't think I can quantify that and thank you or close a business. How do you put a price on pure happiness? <laughs> it's, what's, what's with Adelaide people and food, really? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Veronica and I, we actually miss the uh, the interactive part of the uh, national conference with the Nerf gun because uh, your premier wouldn't let us in at the time. So uh, <laughs> we had to zoom in, zoom in from... Uh, from here and see you on the screen. Um, so uh, this has been great, Tom. Anything else you'd like to add uh, to give some tips or hints to our members uh, about how to actually make the most of their BNI experience and what you've actually experienced over your time with BNI Elite? Definitely, the thing that I've seen work best for most people is the power of the specific referral, or just to be specific in general just be specific, be specific in the business you do. Don't feel like you have to do all, be all things to all people, have a niche that you're really good at and just bang your chest and be in a room of people who are proud to see you succeed in the thing that you love doing. Uh, I could, yeah, that's my story in a nutshell. Um, you know, going from law, lawyer to public speaker, this is something I felt I was really, really, really good at. And it didn't matter to me how big the market was. I knew there was enough of a market for me to do well if I just did my best. And then also when asking for referrals, be specific. It's if, if you like dare to dream, you just give it, you're giving people uh, a really strong image of exactly who you're looking for. And that's just something I've been doing and it's been working miracles for me. And I'll just end on this as a small business owner. Um, one of the things I was looking for were big clients I felt would authenticate me as a business. And last week I had um, my first workshop with Santos, a very large wow. listed company. And that's just a big domino that can knock over even big dominoes potentially in the future for me as a business. And it's all possible thanks to the connections, you know, from asking for the right person, asking the right person for the right person and knowing that you're the right person for that job. Yeah, well, that's huge. What a great referral too, uh, to come from your B&I group over to uh, a company like Santos. So, um, 
it's been great having you on today, Tom, and uh, I, I really love your passion. Your story's been fantastic how you've gone from a, uh, you know, working in the ATO to a, uh, to a, to a tax lawyer to a, uh, a, a speaking coach. And uh, and a stand up bit of a stand up comedian career there too in the spare time I believe. Um, I don't know. Do you work clean? I can I can do all sorts <laughs> of comedy, but I prefer clean. It's more accessible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a bigger audience if we work clean. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to put you on the spot with that right now, but uh, it's been great speaking to you today. Where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you, Tom? Well, there's one thing I've um, failed to mention in this podcast, which is very exciting news, is that my fiance and I have uh, joined forces, not only getting married, but also in business. So we um, we have uh, my business is Adelaide Speaking Training, and uh, it's expanded now into the business called the Talent Academy. It's very exciting to be able to say that here on the podcast, you know, as a new announcement. So if you look up the Talent Academy, we have a website. We do online videos. We also work with businesses to uh, help their staff uh, speak better to obtain their outcomes. So whether you're putting on a big uh, event or you need some sales training or some team work training, uh, any kind of public speaking skills, you know, our services are on that website for, for Talent Academy. Excellent. All right. Uh, thank you very much. V, do you have anything for, uh, for Tom before we uh, let him go? We're, we're having connection issues with me this morning. That's okay. Thank you very much, Tom. And um, you there, V? Um, I'm here. I'm just, uh, it's, a, it's challenging for me, you know, having this internet connection that's doing this because uh, I love what Tom does and I don't think people really understand the benefits of having a communication coach in their chapter. People often talk about BNI as a place that they came to and they became better at public speaking. But if you can have someone in your chapter that helps you become really good at public speaking, it actually just gives you the extra feather in your cap that, as you know, one of the first things Tom said is he's in a business and he needs to learn to be able to generate sales and go and meet people and be able to bring business in. If you can't speak to people, then sales is very, very difficult. So if someone's resisting sales without any public speaking skills, it's a double whammy. But if you can accept that you're in sales and that you've got someone there to help you with your public speaking skills, there's nothing stopping you other than a bit of time and as long as it takes for you to get better and better and better and better. So, you know, sometimes we don't think about who's a great person to bring into BNI, someone who says they're not a great public speaker. They're a great person to bring into BNI. And even if they don't fit into your chapter, there is a chapter that will probably most likely have that category available that is going to be able to help them. And now we know that Tom, as I'm sure you work via Zoom as well, and I'm sure it works better than it is for me today, is going to be at your fingertips to be able to help you become really good at doing the one thing that you have to be able to do to be able to get sales. Talk to people, be, be articulate, make sure it's concise, and your 30 seconds, 45, 60, whatever you've got in your chapter is paramount to you doing good business in BNI. Awesome. I love it. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, V. Thank you, Steve, for today. 
Um, I think we've had enough tips for today, so we don't need a tip from myself. But, uh, you know, just reiterating, you know, with your presentations, you know, some great tips today. Specific is terrific. Uh, you know, name who your ideal referral partner is. Get a name. doesn't matter if you get... Uh, if you don't get there, that particular business, but if you get people thinking about related businesses, that is the key and uh, they'll be great referrals for you. So thank you for joining us, everyone. V's having a few problems, so I'll sign out on our behalf uh, for episode 78 of BNI, the Australian Story podcast. Thank you.